Yeah, I think two of our biggest priorities this offseason were to address the catcher position and add a big bat somewhere. And I think we're able to do that with the additions of, of Zanino and Bell. Um, not only who they are as players, which we're really excited about, but also who they are as people. Uh, we probably do more homework than anybody when it comes to uh, makeup, uh, character, and the clubhouse dynamic. And the reputations of Zanino and Bell kind of precede them. We're really excited about um, them adding and complementing to the clubhouse dynamic that was so important to our success in 2022. When you look at the team, for example, last year Nolan Jones came up. Quick impact and I said to myself, that kid's never going back down. And then things settled in, team made adjustments and such, and it's a day by day because baseball is a game of adjustments. And as a GM, you have to anticipate teams making adjustments and who is next, just in case. Yeah, good point. I think um, one of the things that we always say is that player development is not always linear. Players progress at different rates and different in different uh, levels at different timetables. And our job is is to provide as much support as we possibly can for the inevitable peaks and valleys to to make those peaks longer and and shorten those valleys as much as possible. Was that a difficult decision with him? Um, in terms of the the trade of yeah. Nolan Jones, yeah. yeah, tough tough decision. I mean, he was a um, high round pick who had been in the organization for. Um, for a number of years, had just reached the, the major leagues. I think um, it'll be a good opportunity for Nolan in Colorado. We're also really excited about the player that we that we received back in the trade in Juan Brito, who's a, um, a nice lower-level middle infielder with some uh, control of the strike zone and bat-to-ball skills. But anytime you you make a trade of a player who you've grown so fond of, it's it's challenging. That's the one thing I've grown used to. I tell it to the folks in Akron all the time. These guys know what they're doing. So you might not know the guy they got, but they do know what they're doing. <laughs> Matt, I wanted to talk about the, the rule changes this year with the shifting and what that does for your job in constructing a team from not only the hitters, because the bat's going on the ball differently, but also constructing, for example, a bullpen where you might have guys putting the ball more in play where before it was blow the heater by these guys and such. Talk about constructing a team with the rule changes in place. Yeah, good question. I think, um, you know, the vast majority of minor league players have played with some version of the rules that will be in the big leagues this year. And that certainly goes for our internal minor league players. um, Or, you know, we had 17 players make their major league debut. Many of those guys are familiar with the rules changes that will be introduced this year in, in the big leagues. Um, I think the rule changes were designed to create a little bit more action, have a little bit more athleticism in the style of play, and um, I think those are attributes and qualities that we would use to describe our style of play of the recent uh, of the recent past, including in 2022. And so exactly to forecast what it will look like, hard to say. I think fortunately we're in a position to hopefully take advantage of and, and exploit some of those opportunities. When you look at the baseball team, and you mentioned here earlier in your delivery about Akron, and we watched a lot of these guys coming up three and the buzz about the pitching staff, but you go back to that team of a couple of years ago and we're seeing the fruits. What about uh, for us Rubber Ducks fans in Akron? Uh, what can we anticipate more this year? And how about some of the guys that performed there for us last year and your vision of them? Yeah, great question. I think um, the 2021 Akron Rubber Ducks that won the Eastern League Championship uh, largely contributed to the 2022 Cleveland Guardians that, that won the American League Central Division. And, um, you know, it's not only the, the players, um, but also the identity that they forged together that was so important to us. You know, these are players who were 
who joined the organization in the draft or the international um, arena and have grown as members of the organization over time to contribute in the minor leagues and ultimately in the major leagues. And as we look forward, I think you know the lifeblood of our organization is is scouting and player development. It's so important to our sustained success and sustained performance. And so hopefully we can continue to have stories like that over time. You know, we've seen the generations come through Akron, the Savales, the McKenzies, the Biebers. Here comes the next generation. And just to educate people, and I'll let you take this and run with it, as, a, as an assistant GM, as a GM, you're looking at your team, not this year, you certainly are this year, but you're looking three, four years down the line on where these guys are going to fit in, not only starting rotation, but all the other positions. Yeah, it's impossible to predict the future, but we know that we have to invest in uh, developing our pipeline of future talent, right? Um, I don't think we'll we'll be able to, to say every year that we can have 17 players make their major league debuts. <laughs> At least you hope not. Yeah, um, but that's a that's hopefully a sign of a really healthy organization. And to your point, um, you know, we always have one eye on the present. We don't want to take for granted that it's a real it's really important for us to compete. But we also want to compete years in uh, into the future too. And so we're really committed to helping every player who's in our minor league infrastructure get better and better and better and hopefully help us win games here in Cleveland. Final question. I want to keep you too long, but you pay close attention to the minors and everything. I wanted to bring this up. Technology is here. And in AAA baseball this year, they're going with robotics, balls, and strike. And I know that might not affect player development. Maybe it does. But as a baseball fan that you are, how are you embracing technology and the balls and strikes robotically at AAA? Yeah, great question. I mean, um, to your point, technology has become an even greater part of of the game and certainly our lives. And I think our players, um, interestingly over time, are craving more and more data and information in their their fundamental development and in uh, in their performance. As it relates to the um, automatic ball strike system, I think we've seen some of this experimentation in a few levels of the minor leagues, um, not levels where we've had um, or, or leagues with which we've had affiliates, but throughout the minor leagues elsewhere in the Arizona Fall League. And I think the, um, there were some initial uh, challenges with defining the strike zone that, that Major League Baseball has worked to refine. And it seems like the, the technology is pretty, pretty good at, at um, you know, determining whether a pitch was a ball or a strike. And ultimately, I think there's a lot of interest in getting the calls right on the field. And at the same time, I think we have a healthy respect for tradition that this is new. And so um, to exactly forecast how it's going to go, I think, is is challenging. I know our players will adjust and adapt really, really quickly. And I think, um, you know, I credit the league for their ability to experiment and try new things to, to grow the game in new and different ways.